Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Troubadour podcast. Today, we're going to do a metaphysical Monday. That is, we're going to read the poem, The Triple Fool by John Donne, one of the metaphysical poets. Now, we've been exploring a lot of John Donne, and I think this one is a fun little uh, escape in a way, and that it's not the most difficult. The last one we did was the canonization, which at least for me was quite challenging. This one I think is going to be a little bit easier, and um, at least I hope it's a little bit easier for you. And, you know, it's it's got a playful little meaning behind it. Although there is some seriousness to it, depending on how you want to take the... Uh, how you want to take the, the basic theme of the poem. So let's let's jump into this one. I think it'll be a little shorter than normal. It's only two stanzas. Um, there is some, you know, as always, there's a lot of figurative language. There's metaphors and, you know, it's an analogy, the whole idea. And the question is, he's going to bring up there's, you know, I am two fools. Um, I am two fools, I know, for loving and for saying so in whining poetry. So those are the two fools, but we're going to, be searching for, I'm just kind of prepping you. We're going to be searching for that triple. Who's the third fool, right? The, the court jester, the, the buffoon. And he's going to have some paradoxical statements in there, like wisdom and fool together, right? Like how, like a wise fool, how can it be a wise fool? Um, you know, so there, there's some ideas to think about and, uh, you know, to, to kind of play with in the playfulness of language. So here's the poem, the triple fool by John Dunn. I am two fools, I know, for loving and for saying so in whining poetry. But where's that wise man that would not be I if she would not deny? Then, as the earth's inward narrow crooked lanes do purge seawater's fretful salt away, I thought if I could draw my pains through rhyme's vexation, I should them allay. Grief brought to numbers cannot be so fierce, for he tames it that fetters it in verse. But when I have done so, some man, his art and voice to show, doth set and sing my pain, and by delighting many, freeze again grief, which verse did restrain. To love and grief tribute of verse belongs, but not of such as pleases when tis read. Both are increased by such songs, for both their triumphs so are published, and I, which was two fools, do so grow three, who are a little wise, the best fools be. Okay, let's go through this and see if we can figure it out. Um, all right, so I am two fools. So by the way, just so you know, this is one that I've uh, read only a few times just recently. I've done a very minor amount of thinking about it. So you're going to kind of experience what it's like to uh, go through a pro, how I go through a poem, um, you know, and kind of try to figure things out. And a lot of times, you know, uh, a lot of the poems we've been reading, I've read many, many times. I've, I've looked up all the terms. I really try to think about it. I try to look at the historical context. So I have a lot more. This is one I, I wanted to kind of play with where I don't know. You're going to you know, hear a lot more of the, I don't know what that means, right? Um, where I'm not 100% certain I might have to look something up. And a lot of times that's just how you have to experience poetry, especially poetry written hundreds of years ago, 
where there are uh, terminology and words and phrases that we just don't use. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not 100% sure what he's meaning by Earth's inward, crooked, narrow, crooked lanes. There was probably some kind of view of what the inner world, the the Earth was like, and, and maybe there's lanes going on. I'm not 100% sure. Um, so, you know, of the science, there might have been some scientific theory that I'm not unaware of. Okay, but here we go. The beginning is very simple. I am two fools, I know, for loving and for saying so in whining poetry. Now, I think we can all sympathize with this statement. This is the beginning statement. The idea of, um, you know, you, I'm sure you've been a fool, you know, you felt a fool for being in love, right? Probably unrequited love. And you've probably done the mistake or feels like a mistake afterwards of saying you love the person. And then, of course, being rejected. And that's why you're a fool. And even worse, not just saying so, but in, in John Donne's case and saying so in whining poetry. Oh, if you love me, why don't you love me? Well, I want you to love me and all the rainbows in the world. Like whining poetry. And he's, you know, making fun of his own, um, you know, he's making fun of his own kind of medium. I think he's poking fun of it. I don't think he's like ridiculing it seriously. But we kind of know that that person who um, tries a little too hard and so he becomes unattractive. Now, the next statement, though, but where's that wise man that would not be I if she would not deny? So the the line between fool and wise man is thin here in this this poem, it looks like, because we know that if, you know, he's a fool, like, I you know, I've done this, I'm sure you've done this, where you've felt in love and you've told the person and they've rejected it, right? And so, yeah, of course, you're a fool. But what if they didn't reject it? Then you wouldn't have been a fool, right? It's only because they did. Before you have that statement with them, you don't know that they're going to say no, right? You don't know that they're not interested. So if you do not tell them how you feel, and if you do not tell them how you feel in poetry, maybe um, you'll, you'll never know. And, you know, that line between, well, I told them and it worked versus I told them and it didn't work. That line, I think, is what he's playing with here. Yes, it's it's easy to say someone. In other words, it's hindsight is twenty twenty. It's easy to look back and say, "Oh, I was a fool for being in love with this person." What was I thinking? I was a fool for telling this person. You know, that's even worse because now I'm embarrassed on top of my foolishness that they don't love me. But but that's only because you know the outcome. But if you told them and it's they said yes, or if you never told them, then you would never know the outcome. So, but where's that wise man that would not be I if she would not deny, if she would not say no to you? Well, then of course you should tell her and tell her in uh, great poetry. It wouldn't be whining anymore, right? And that's always the, the, the funny thing about these kind of love experiences that I think has always been true, not just today, it's not a common thing, is that you know, we may think of these things as silly. Um, I mean, let me just give you an example that, um, like when we think about think weird things that we might say to uh, a person that we're interested in, or you know, it, something can be at a date um, interpreted as weird or creepy, if the other party is not attracted to you. If they are attracted to you, it's no longer weird and creepy. I think we all kind of have experienced that thing where it's like when the other person has their oh glasses on the gaga 
uh, not Lady Gaga, but the, the, it seems like there's a pop star for every stupid phrase now, <laughs> but the, um, you know, the, the rose colored glasses on of love. And then everything you say is, Oh, that's so cool. When, if those glasses of your lover, the person you're, who's interested in you, if they would be off and they would see you as just a normal person, then the things you say may be very offensive or creepy. It's only because they, so that, that means that the same phrase spoken by the, uh, uh, two different people will be interpreted totally differently. And so how does the wise man differentiate between the two? Well, it's only in the conclusion, right? It's only in the outcome that we can differentiate them. Then as the earth's inward narrow crooked lanes do purge seawater's fretful salt away, <laughs> so something about inward narrow crooked lanes do purge right so get rid of seawater's fretful salt away so we're talking about so you know maybe it's um i thought if i could draw my pains through rhymes vexations so i think i see what he's saying in the next part i'm not sure the figure the metaphorical language here do purge seawater. So maybe there's some mechanism there that at this time in the inward narrow crooked lanes that separates seawater from, you know, uh, clean, clean water or something. So, so how do you get out the salt fretful salt away? Right. And we could think of an, a metaphor comparison between salt water and salty tears. Maybe that's one way he's thinking about it. So how do you purge those things? You know, I'm kind of stretching here, but, purge seawater's fretful salt away. Um, so I'm not hundred percent sure in the, you know, what he's referring to and comparing that, but we can get some context here by saying, I thought if I could draw my pains through rhymes vexation. So through the pain of the, the difficulty of rhyming, writing a poem, I should allay them. I should, you know, uh, um, like put aloe vera on them, make them cleaner cure them so you know perhaps there's some um you know so maybe what he's meaning by earth's inward narrow crooked lanes as like all the the weaving i mean again this is i'm not sure all the weaving like lakes and or, uh, rivers and such that if you you know if you're in a f uh, fast moving river you can get a cup of water and, and it might actually be drinkable right so there's no salt water in it it's not like the ocean right and so maybe through that process, oh, that might make sense actually. So through the process of you know the the ocean going into these rivers and these narrow crooked crooked lanes, that difficulty of squeezing it through there of some sort is actually getting rid of that salt water and making a clean cup that you can actually drink. Right? That would actually make sense because what he's saying next is that he thought that he could get his pain, the emotional pain of being rejected right by this lover who wasn't interested in him through rhyming which is the similar thing where you have to you have to have this massive ocean of thoughts and emotion and ah feelings and you're compacting them into a metered you know this is very metered you know in a in a kind of sonnet form if she would not deny then as the earth's inward narrow crooked lanes do purge sea waters fretful salt away so it's very structured right that's I, I always talk about the structure so this has a rhyme scheme this has a i know saying so 
Whining Poetry, Not, uh, uh, Not Be I, Not Deny, Crooked Lanes, Salt Away, Pains, Lanes, Pains, Allay, Verses, uh, Away, Allay, you know, So Show. So throughout the whole thing, you're getting a lot of rhyming and a lot of meter. And so maybe he's making um, an analogy between the natural way that the earth, you know, uh, purges salt from water and the way that his rhyme um, is supposed to purge uh, his pain and the salty tear that he's under. So I actually think that's probably right. My instinct tells me that that's probably somewhere, something along the lines of what he was aiming for in this, um, this analogy. So, boom, I had no idea I was going to come up with that. That just came up within the spot. You saw that happen in the moment, in the moment, without looking up anything. Um, okay, so... I thought I, if I could, I thought if I could draw my pains through rhymes, vexation, I should them allay. Okay, so now we got through that. Grief brought to numbers cannot be so fierce, for he tames it that fetters it in verse. So one of the things you have in like a, a, a sonnet form like this is that you you have this setup, right? I am two fools for loving and for saying so and wanting poetry, but then you have this kind of answer at the end you know, expostulation and reply. Grief brought to numbers, the numbers in meet, let's meter, he's referring to here, I, I believe, cannot be so fierce, for he tames it that fetters it in verse. For he tames um, the meter or the grief, he, he tames the grief, it, the pronoun it refers to grief. So for he tames the grief, that fetters it in verse. So that was the whole point of this first stanza is that uh, it's not as uh, the grief, you know, and I'm sure you've all gone through grief, all gone through breakup and that you remember that feeling. Hopefully don't get rid of that. You should always remember it because it'll help you in the future to, to remember what you went through. And um, you know, so, but if you bring it into um, numbers and poetry, it's not as bad, not as fierce. It's not as, robbing you of all existence and not wanting to get up and maybe being suicidal, right? You know, grief brought to numbers cannot be so fierce. For you tame it, right? Like taming a wild lion that fetters, fetters means shackles, chains, putting chains on it, in verse, which is, a, um, I guess, a paradox. One might think of it as a paradox to tame something by fettering it, right? To, to, tame it by chaining it in and putting it in a block box. But it makes a certain kind of sense that you would need that, you know, if you have a feral animal, you would need to have that to, um, you know, have at least an opportunity to tame it. You'd have to have it fettered, chained in some sort. Otherwise it'll just run off, right? It'll go wild. So you need to put it into its lane on some level and you might need chains for that. But there is a kind of paradox between, um, you know, have the, the, uh, freedom and fettering. But when I have, so next stanza, but when I have done so, some man, his art and voice to show, doth set, does set, and sing my pain. Okay, so now we're having the kind of conceit again. Uh, the, he thinks a lot of himself, right? So now I have created this poem. I have set, you know, I'm a double fool. 
I'm a fool for speaking love and then, you know, and then, uh, or feeling the love and then speaking the love to the person. And then though, here's what happens is I, um, tamed my, my grief in this verse because I shackled it. But now that I've done so, some man like Kirk Barbera in 2019 or some man in uh, 1600s in John Donne's time, his art and voice to show, right? So he's going to show, maybe he's going to sing his love to a woman um, or, or maybe just to himself to experience the love, the, the grief for himself does set and sing my pain. So he's broken the shackles. The uh, you know me, I've broken the shackles of his grief. Maybe we can look at that by reading or singing this poem, this uh, singing of his pain, right? His double fullness. Remember, I was talking about all the grief and pain. Have you felt it, right? I'm trying to unlock it for you. I'm trying to unlock that thing, and that's how you experience a poem. And I think he's saying, well, but when I've done so, some man is our does sing my uh, set and sing my pain, and by delighting many, hopefully I'm delighting you guys. Freeze again grief. So grief that was now shackled, fettered, it's, which verse did restrain, is now free. So, that, so he's personified, that's what we call personification, grief, capital G, grief. If think of it as like this, you know, wriggly little winged thing with a, maybe a, a distorted human body, and it's all griefed and, argh, and he shackled it, right? And this is his grief. And he like took it out of him. It was purged through verse just like the, the salt is uh, purged out of water and you just get the clean water. He, he gets that, he, he shackles it, and then he's like, ah, I'm going to put it here in this verse. And then Kirk unleashed it on the world. <laughs> he's like, ah, stupid Kirk, what are you doing? To love and grief tribute a verse belongs, but not of such as pleases when tis read. To love and to grief Tribute of verse belongs. So tribute of verse belongs in love and grief, but not of such as pleases when tis read. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not 100% sure on that one, but not of such. If you have ideas, let me know. I'll see if I come up with something at some point uh, in the context of the poem. Both are increased by such songs. For both their triumphs are, triumphs are so are published. And I, which was two fools, do so grow three, who are a little wise, the best fools be. Both are increased. So we unleashed this, this grief, if I'm interpreting that correctly, which verse did restrain. So by reading the verse, I'm, rest, I'm uh, releasing the grief. To love and grief, so the thing that I just re um, released, tribute of verse belongs so it, it belongs in that tribute of verse but not of such as pleases when tis read so not if it's pleased when read so if i have a good time reading it um or and you listening to it it doesn't belong in grief and uh it do, so it doesn't belong released both are increased by such songs so love and grief are increased so if you think about what have I had done to people, maybe more people will fall in love and more people will tell of that love and more people will be rejected by that love. Maybe that's what he's saying. I don't know. But both are increased by such songs. For both their triumphs, so are published. 
So now that we're all part of this grief and love world, you know, uh, we've unleashed the salt waters on the world. Uh, and more people, I, I'm stretching here. I'm just trying to play with the words. I'm not sure. So we've released this. Now more of you are going to fall in love, okay? And you're going to feel grief because it's not going to always be requited. You're not going to get the love in return, and you're going to be a double fool for saying it. Um, for both the trines, so are published, right? So this, this, um, both for both their triumphs, the triumph of love and the triumph of grief. Uh, grief. So I think that's what he's saying: the triumph of grief and the triumph of love are published now. So not just love, okay? And I, which was two love fools, do so grow three. So he's a third one because of the triumph of love? I don't know. <laughs> so I, <laughs> who are a little wise, the best fools be. Who are a little wise, the best fools be. Okay, so I think, I think I made a, um, an error in interpretation in some way that has gotten me awry. So, when I do this, sometimes um, I, I do recommend looking up because a lot of times people will have good interpretations. But I think we can look at this. And another thing you can try is just reading the stanza again. Because a lot of times, you know, I've talked about how the poem unlocks itself. A good poem has the ingredients where in other parts of the poem, it can kind of reveal it, what is going on. So I, I think, but when I have done so, so this whole, this whole stanza, so uh, the first stanza, I am two fools, right? We have this whole experience of being two fools because, but he, uh, because of the love he actually experienced. So there's a real world event, right? So the real world event um, that he, the John Nunn experienced, and then he's a double fool for telling it. And then for, for telling the woman and for, um, uh, or for feeling that, that love for her and then telling her. But then we learn that he has been able to um, stifle it through poetic rhyme, through numbers, numbered verse. Right? So he put it into this verse. That's the first stanza. And that has filtered out the, the tears, uh, the salt tears from the salt. And, really, you know, and he's making that analogy of the, the, the rivers, which I'm pretty confident is what he's saying there, uh, that, that purges the salt from the water. Now, the second stanza, he says, but when I have done that, right, done that whole process of creating the, ver the, the rhymed, metered, structured, um, fettered verse, some man his art and voice to show. So, I want to say that maybe that's not accurate to say that it is just any man it's some man whose art and voice to show uh so maybe a singer so maybe you know this john dunn uh wrote songs and, and lyrics can be sung they'll set and sing my pain so okay okay i think it's i i made it more complicated than it needed to be so he's saying that now that I have this verse, it's published, it's in the papers. Some guy who's, who wants to, you know, pluck a, pluck a song to it can 
sing and you know have this i am two fools i know for i don't know and he goes he makes a song out of these lyrics out of this uh, he makes an actual musical with rhythm like with the actual singing and, and plucking and maybe some drumming or something and, and um doth set and sing my pain so now he's singing it to the world and by delighting many frees again so now he's delighting the masses who are listening to the song but not in constrained verse in a more released emotional experience of music and he frees again that grief which verse did restrain so verse restrained it music released it okay i think that singing released it to love and grief tribute of verse belongs to love and grief tribute of verse but not of such as when tis read so in a certain kind of verse it's it's um belongs but not when it's read so oh okay okay so it it, it he is advocating for it does love and grief does belong in music okay which is obvious um both are increased by such songs yeah yeah so both are both love and uh, grief are increased by the songs it's magnified which we've all experienced where you know like a sad song really makes us sad whereas sad verse probably doesn't have the same effect totally true uh emotionally in, in the hearer and the listener and the audience for both their triumphs so are published and i which was two fools do so grow three so he's grown a third fool because now it's in song so he told it he told it in whining poetry that's fool one yeah whining poetry is fool two song is fool three there you go song is fool three who are a little wise the best fools be uh, you know, I think there's a little bit of wisdom in, in having that experience uh, of being a fool. I think that's what he means by that. Okay, so that was my best crack at going at it blind. I hope you enjoyed Metaphysical Monday. Um, it, and that, you know, it did seem more difficult. I thought I could do it a little bit better on my first try, but it was more challenging than I thought. But again, I think it wasn't that bad as, as bad as some, some other have done poetry. So I hope you enjoyed Metaphysical Mondays. And I'll see you next time.